Welcome everybody to Mom Street USA. My name is Kate, aka the Disney Cicerone, and joining me as always is Wishes Mama, that is Jackie. And tonight we're going to talk about some no wait activities in the Disney parks. And that would be things that you don't need to wait in line for, or maybe only wait in a very, very short line for, um, both things that are free and things that are paid. So we have a lot of uh, really fun ideas for you because we know summer is coming and that usually does mean some crowds. And uh, anytime school lets out, it's a lot of crowds. So we thought this would be a yep. good topic. Yeah, so. and not only that, but we all have kids that don't want to wait. <laughs> I don't want to wait. Reg regardless, <laughs> yeah, true. Regardless of what time of year it is, people don't want to wait in, mm -hmm. in lines all day long. I mean, it's it's that's the biggest complaint I feel like that I hear about people visiting just theme parks in general in Florida and in California. Um, so we figured we'd come up with some ideas that might help that or maybe you could intermix them within your waiting for throughout the day yeah and these are mostly focused on disney world tonight um but i will throw a few disneyland ones in the mix too so if you're a disneylander um there's some of these activities work at all of the disney parks um and some are also duplicated in disneyland so i'll okay. point those out when we get to those perfect so. all right so i think we're gonna start in the parks this evening. Um, so let's talk about some things and we've kind of got this organized to where we've got like some stuff that you can do in any of the parks um, and some stuff that is kind of park specific. Um, so we'll kind of just run through the list and chat a little bit about each of them as we go. Um, as always, we value your input if you are watching us live on TikTok right now. Um, so if you guys have any extra things that we may have forgotten, because this is not a comprehensive list by any means. Um, these are just the ones that we thought about. We had some um, of our Mom Street community friends that contributed on our Discord. Um, so if you've got other ideas and you're in our chat, put them in there and we will be glad to add them to our episode tonight. Yes, we always love your guys' input. Um, and I think that we always say like it's a village, right? It takes a village to plan a Disney vacation, <laughs> just like it does to raise children. So <laughs> yeah, perfect. So, yes. Perfect analogy. Um, so let's hop in to kind of and overall things that you can do in all of the parks. Um, one of my favorite ones is the first one we've got on this list, which is Hidden Mickey hunting. Um, so this is one that if you're familiar with Hidden Mickeys, which are little, <laughs> da, 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 um, little <laughs> Mickey head shapes or sometimes full bodies, you know, they vary, that Imagineers have purposefully hidden throughout the attractions in different areas of the parks. Um, there are several guides out there that you can um, purchase before you go. Um, there are even apps that you can do um, that you can download on your devices um, that are good for hidden Mickeys as well. But this is something that I love to do and this is something that I have done on almost all of my trips um, is just look for the hidden Mickeys. So um, it, it can be something while you're waiting in line, but I like to do it kind of while we're walking place to place, mm -hmm. um, depending on where we're at in the parks and depending on what hidden Mickeys that I know where they are or ones that are I can tell are fairly easy for like my kids to spot as we're walking around. Yeah, and I have these ones that I'm showing you guys that are uh, Hidden Mickeys of Walt Disney World and Disneyland. The Disney World one is by Kevin and Susan Neary, and mm -hmm. the Disneyland one is by Bill Scullin, and they just say the Hidden Mickeys of Disneyland, the Hidden Mickeys of Disney World. Now, these ones, these editions that I have are outdated, but I think they've made updated editions since then. This is 2016. I was like, oh, look, the great movie ride. <laughs> oh, <laughs> 
yeah, I was like, oh no, that's not yeah, in there anymore. That's, that's so, not there. but yeah. yeah, there's, and it's everything from like really obvious ones to ones mm -hmm. that are actually very, very difficult to find. Like you would yeah. not, you would not think to look there um, on your own. So, um, and I don't really carry these around in the parks per se, cause they're actually quite heavy. Um, if anything, if I'm traveling with my, if you have a stroller and you want to toss in the stroller, you could easily do that. If you're, yeah. if you're carrying all your gear though, sometimes I'll just kind of look at, they separate it out. Like this is Magic Kingdom Park and Fantasyland. Mm -hmm. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'll just like snap a picture of a couple of these and then we yeah. can just um, look through them as we're waiting in line or whatnot for the, the attractions or walking from place to place. Yeah. Um, and the hidden Mickey one that I've used is the yellow cover one. I think it's Stephen Barrett that has done that oh, one. Yeah. Um, I have it on my shelf somewhere upstairs. I forgot to grab it. I think um, I own but, that one. But it's not up here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that one I know for sure does like little park specific scavenger hunts, which are super fun, um, where they'll give like clues to where one is. And they also have like the answer guide included. So kind of like what Kate was saying, I will typically like write out the um, scavenger hunt so it's on my phone that way I don't have to carry it around or if I forget to grab it I still have it if my kids want to do that um, and then I also will take a picture of the answer guide because I want to make sure that my kids can find them and that I know where oh, they yeah. are so that they don't get frustrated with it um, so it's fun to uh, to do kind of as a whole family but my kids have really started to to point them out when we see them now which is fun I love that that's so fun yeah Kate do you have a favorite hidden Mickey yeah, actually, it's one that most people don't know. It's actually not in a Disney park. <laughs> it's in a Disney a Disneyland resort okay. um, on in California Adventure uh, in the Grand Californian Hotel in the lobby on like the check in desk kind of now down near the floor. There's like um, a I think it's an orchestra Mickey that's actually conducting. And it's all, it's like embedded in the stone oh there. Gosh. And I never would have found that on my own. That was a wonderful cast member that pointed it out to us uh, when yeah. we stayed there. And so that one is definitely one of my favorites. Um, and I also like the one that's on the fountain in um, downtown Disney, in Disneyland. There's the mm -hmm. big flower fountain that a lot of people know that looks like a giant yellow orange uh, one. And on the right side, on the, one of the petals, one of the tiny little tiles is also hidden Mickey. So those are two I of my favorites. It. I love it. How fun. How about you? Um, I really like the one in the Three Caballeros ride at Epcot. Um, right as you get to the end scene where the animatronics are to your left, if you look to your right in the buildings there, there is a full-bodied little silhouette Mickey in one of the windows over there. So that one is one that I really like to look for. And that's one that like my oldest has really started to look for too, which makes me really happy. Because <laughs> he's seen it on like lives or in videos or we've talked about it. Um, the other one that cracks me up, and I'll tell you this story really quick and then we'll um, <laughs> that my oldest has watched so many lives and so many videos with me that the the um, hidden Mickey that is in the ride Soren that is the hot air balloons oh, that yeah. is there for just like a split second. Um, he has watched our friend Kirk at Walrus Carp uh, ride that so many times, and every time Kirk ride it, he goes hidden Mickey, just like shouts it out. <laughs> so now every time that we see it or every time that we ride the ride, my oldest goes hidden Mickey, and I'm like shh. It's okay. <laughs> I love that. And it just That's makes so me cute. laugh. It just makes me laugh. He gets very excited to find that hidden Mickey. So Aww. my kids love the one that is in I think it's only in Disneyland's Peter Pan, but on Big Ben, 
in uh, when you're flying over London, there's mm-hmm. a little like full bodied Mickey silhouette on the clock on Big Ben. Yeah. And so they always point out that one, which is, yeah, it's not it. like too hidden, but it is like yeah. you have to know to look for it. Right. So. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Um, OK, so let's keep going. Like I said, we have a lot to talk about it. And I got I got sidetracked. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, so that was talking about hidden Mickey's. So that is definitely something you can do. And I will just mention that those exist at resorts. They exist at the shopping areas, whether it be downtown Disney or Disney Springs. They exist in parks, obviously. So lots of places around that you can um, look for hidden Mickey's at while you're enjoying some of the magic. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that is next on our list that you can do almost anywhere in the Disney area um, is pin trading, which I actually did for the first time, like the couple trips ago. And I was <laughs> fun, which I'd never done before. Um, and I don't know how much I'll do it because I'm someone who likes to collect more than like trade. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to be trading something I really don't want. <laughs> and then but that's hard because you trade it for something you really do want. And then right. I just can't, I have a right. hard time, but yeah. yeah, pin trading is free. If you already own a pin, if you, You've already um, but maybe you can give a few more details about that because I think you're a little more versed in it than I am. <laughs> um, I'm actually not. I haven't done a ton of pin trading. I've just witnessed it and like looked at it. But yeah, basically, I mean, pin. You can purchase pins across the parks if you are someone who wants to get started. Um, you can purchase pins online. You just have to be leery of the fact that there are a lot of fraudulent pins that are out there, companies that fake them and try to sell them to make a profit. So it gets a little tricky with that. But if you're looking for pins that you know for sure are true Disney pins, um, buying them in the parks is your way to go. Um, And then in various locations all around, you will see pin boards that cast, typically cast members have the pin boards out in and um, displayed and you can just go up they typically do a two pin trade limit for your transaction Um, but you just go up and it's just a one-for-one trade um, and you take your pins and you go on your merry way (laughs) yeah and i'm getting some comments about being careful about buying authentic pins online yes absolutely especially if you buy those big bulk ones on ebay and Mm -hmm. things a lot of the time they are not real authentic ones but and they get really good at creating ones that look a lot mm-hmm. like authentic ones to even to so the hard to tell. And stuff. So yeah, and you can tell if you're collecting, I'm trying to remember exactly how I can tell. I know it's like if it's a bit more raised, isn't that raised is the fake ones? If it's more like I rough. believe that is correct. <laughs> like, I feel like we've heard this Don't enough. Quote we should us know by now. <laughs> Hopefully Kirk's not listening because he would be like, you guys fail. You <laughs> Sometimes you can just tell because they look weird. They look yeah. a little bit off and you're like, this is not it. Yeah. But so. I know it has a lot to do with, yeah, the kind of the, the way that it feels when you touch it and the backs of it too. <laughs> Kirk yeah. says, I will hold my comments. So yes, do your research. Long story short, if you're going to buy them online, do your research. If you are just starting, I highly suggest you buy them in the parks or from like Shop Disney online, somewhere like that, that you know for sure is gonna give you authentic pins, so. Yeah, Christina's saying the border is raised on the back for the fakes, that's what I thought, so. Okay, see? If the border is raised on the back, <laughs> that's And not if a, you wanna know more one. about how to tell if a pin is real or not, ask Kirk at Walrus Carp. <laughs> 
<laughs> and if you see a pin board that is behind a register or something, you can usually ask them politely and say, like, do you mind if I look at the pin board and they'll bring it over for you. So mm -hmm. it's not just because it's behind a counter doesn't mean that it's not accessible. You might just have to wait until they have a moment to bring it over to you. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yep. And cash registers are good places to look. Um, also, you know, basically anywhere that sells pins typically is going to have a pin board to trade. Um, not always, but it just really depends. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Kirk says there are a million ways to check and not all of them are correct. I would just say collect what you like and don't worry about the authentic. So that's a good way to put it as well. Fair enough. But if you're trying <laughs> to buy, if you're buying them, try to buy ones that are real if possible, mm -hmm. just so you're not trading fake ones. That's kind of a bummer. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, speaking of kind of collecting, as Kate was talking about earlier, um, another fun no wait activity that you can do is sticker collecting. Um, and that's just um, there are cast members all across property that will um, that have stickers on hand. Some do, some don't. Um, so just asking cast members, hey, do you have any stickers on hand? Or a lot of the times if you've got kiddos you're traveling with, they'll just offer them up to you. But collecting different kinds of stickers is super fun um, and something that you don't have to wait around to do you can just do whenever the moment arises um, and if you followed our friend Kirk at Walrus Carp you've seen recently he has been very into the sticker club um, but there, there are tons and tons of different stickers that the cast members have all across property so it's a really fun thing that you can do with your kids I'm trying um, to find can... one I'm like <laughs> if you're wondering what I'm doing I I'm rifling through my doing. drawer because I have so many dis random Disney things I'm like there has to be one in here <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it's just a fun thing that you can do um, as you're walking by cast members, if you're looking around in shops or you know, different things. And it's something fun that your kids can take home with them um, and either decorate something with their stickers or put them in a keepsake book um, or, you know, kind of whatever they want to do with them. But it's just a fun way that they can have a little memory from their trip. <laughs> I don't I don't have any. I do have a, a paper <laughs> Disneyland ticket. I've oh. got some coasters. <laughs> I have a happy birthday Minnie and Mickey button, an old <laughs> Disneyland map. Uh, I think this is a Disney World ticket. I've got a Jolly Roger Fortune Red. <laughs> I've got a lot of things, but I don't have any stickers up here. No I stickers. They're all downstairs, so. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yes, Bree. Bree says, I heard character attendants have good stickers. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yes. Um, so those are some free things that you can do across all of the parks. Um, Alex says everyone has a random Disney inspired junk drawer. I feel like that's true. <laughs> this is mine. It's the little drawer on my desk. So here we are. Yeah, that would mine would be in my bedside table, mm -hmm. <laughs> the bottom drawer. I have lots of old paper fast passes and maps and because, like you don't you want know. to get rid of them no. you know like, some of them i just jam into this corner up here so i have like my like keys to the kingdom pin yeah that we got yeah. <laughs> i should probably put that on something i need a pin board yes you do anyway sorry <laughs> anyway it's on a rabbit trail there <laughs> um so let's talk about a couple things that you can pay to not wait to do um if you are in the parks um and being a rather expensive paid experience and that would be a VIP tour um, so those are something that they offer um, and that can drastically cut down on any waiting that you have to do um, if you're someone that that is your importance and you've got the funds to do so um, VIP tours start at $450 an hour and go all the way up to $900 an hour depending on 
what you're doing, how many people, lots of stipulations with that. Um, so that is something that you do have the, the ability to do if you so choose. Yeah, and those VIP tour guides are also pretty knowledgeable. The majority of them are what we call, you know, plaids. They're, they're people who have passed a lot of uh, Disney history tests and things like that, and they can give you a lot of information about the parks and the park history and whatnot. So it's a, it's a nice um, perk to get to chat with somebody who's really kind of in the know about Disney history, yeah. if you don't know that, um, but also just skipping lines for things. And then I feel, I feel like they also do things like push your stroller and stuff like that, right? I believe, yes, get yeah. food for you, those types of things. They're kind of like your own personal helper guide, all of the above for, for your day if you choose. Christina says the VIP just gets you lightning lane in Florida. So you don't get to totally skip the line, but you do get to bypass most of it. So yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Kind of like a um, so, pass, yeah. Yes, so that is something that you can um, opt to do um, if you so choose. Again, like I said, 450 to 900 an hour, depending. Um, Lemuel is saying over here that they can do basically everything and he doesn't believe that it just gives you lightning lanes you can get backstaged to depending on the efficiency. So it may depend on availability. It may depend on the attraction, you know, lots of things dependent on that, but either way, it will drastically cut down on your wait time, regardless of which avenue you get on the attraction. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's to help you not wait as long. That was the point, <laughs> but yes. I have seen like uh, plaids carrying like, Starbucks coffee like they did a Starbucks coffee run and stuff for people too like I yeah. feel like it's a, they'll do a lot of things to just make your experience as easy as possible yeah and uh really it's it's the VIP experience mm -hmm. so yep that's exactly. why the cost is so high <laughs> exactly yep pretty much um so another paid option that you can do um across the various locations across the parks and also at resorts as well um is character dining um so if you're someone that really wants to meet characters but you don't want to wait in the lines to meet the characters doing a character dining experience is a fantastic way to do that um, there are tons of different characters that meet all across property depending on who you want to meet and what meal you want to have some meet breakfast lunch dinner some meet just a certain part of the day it just depends um, on where you're going and what you're looking at but there are lots of different character dining options for you if that's something that you're interested in and I want to say, if you are in Disneyland and you want to meet characters without a wait, or just see them rather without a wait, just hang out in Fantasyland starting around <laughs> 11 a.m. I walked like, you know, through Fantasyland and I ran into probably five to six different characters just I was just trying to walk through Fantasyland. They just kept coming. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I saw the genie. I saw Aladdin. I saw Jasmine. I saw Mary Poppins. I saw Bert. I was just like, oh, like they were just everywhere. And yeah. a lot of the times they'll get on the carousel and ride. So you can just kind of keep an eye on the carousel and you'll see characters <laughs> that way. It's not exactly the same as a meet and greet because you'd not necessarily be able to stop them for all the things. But if you just want right. to see the characters and you don't need to necessarily like get all the autographs and stuff, sometimes they'll stop and take pictures or usually when they're walking through Fantasyland, they might, they'll probably like take a little kid's hand and walk with them, which is really that's a really great place. <laughs> Ali says, or in Walt Disney World, just Kate and Peter Pan will find yeah, Peter Pan will <laughs> I was find waiting. me anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. So explain that a little bit. Uh, when I was with uh, Lem, Magic Pants and Trash Cans, and we were doing um, some content shooting, and uh, Peter Pan just kept finding me 
specifically everywhere I was like Liberty Square like why is Peter Pan in why Liberty is Peter Square Pan there? he just kept showing up and it was like it was starting to get creepy to the point where I was like hiding from Peter Pan like as we walked I was like no and then you I mean, ran from nice, him the but... morning that we were in Magic Kingdom I did I did run it was like ducking cover it's like I don't know why he just kept following me <laughs> nothing against Peter Pan it was just very interesting I, I've yeah. never had that experience where a character almost like stalked me before <laughs> so unintentionally anyway. it was not just <laughs> by happenstance no he was like while we were filming he was I guess standing well, yes, behind I know me he for was like, like in the seconds. back of your shots right <laughs> he you was were like 30 stuff. seconds standing behind me and I didn't even know and then I turned around and he like terrified I was like oh you're there okay <laughs> <laughs> And he asked me what my favorite game was, and I, I, I panicked and I said Scrabble, which is not my favorite game. <laughs> and he's like, is that a spelling game? Anyway, it was fun times. So the characters are out and about, too, in Disney World to an extent, but not yes. as much as Disneyland. <laughs> yes, and especially if you're looking for that autograph, that photo, <laughs> those types of things, doing those character dining experiences, like we were saying, is something that is, would be in your benefit. They are all across property. They're at resorts. They are in the parks. So just take a look at uh, what is available to you. Sorry. They're like the most Kate of board games <laughs> scramble. <laughs> It's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Ooh. Oh my goodness. Oh, okay. Back on the collecting wagon here for a moment before we jump over to the different a different park. Um, but one other thing that we wanted to mention that is um, something you would pay for that is a no wait activity is collecting the pressed pennies. Um, so all across property there are tons of pressed penny machines. Um, and that's something that you can find and they a lot of the times are very specific to the area that you find the machine in. Um, but they are uh, fun little souvenirs that you can take and they've got little books you can display them in. Um, again, another just fun keepsake for your kiddos to take home from your trip if you choose to do that. Yeah, it was really fun. We got a whole bunch of the ones from Splash Mountain before they closed it. We were waiting in line to get pennies for Splash Mountain. <laughs> I think that, which is not the norm. Them. No. Because we're talking about no wait activities. <laughs> that was Kate. when it was closing though. I mean, yes, that yes, was why right. I had a line, but it never has right. a line like ever. Right. Like maybe one person is making a press penny and you got to wait yeah. for a minute, but yeah. you're right. It doesn't um, and, I, and I will note that those of you that are familiar with press pennies, um, I've seen this question asked a lot, so I'll just really briefly mention that I would say 95% of the machines that are press penny machines now do accept credit cards. So gone are the days of needing your whole giant uh, tube of quarters and pennies to take with you to the machines. Um, there are a select few that still do require change. Um, but like I said, about 95% do accept credit cards now. So just keep that in mind if that's something you're planning on doing on your next trip. I feel like some of them are automated where they kind of do all the pressing itself and some of them you actually still have mm -hmm. to crank it. So I think that I think the cranking ones are more fun personally, but they do take a little a little more interactive, yes. <laughs> especially if you've got a kiddo that needs to uh, exert some energy while yes. <laughs> let's make some press pennies. Right. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so again, pennies all over property, they can be part.
parks, they can be at resorts. Um, so lots of different places you can find those. There are tons of guides, by the way, to pin trading locations and press penny locations online. If you just do a quick Google search um, and kind of take a look at several different options, there are tons of guides to those that exist and are available. Um, so definitely check those out if that's something you want to do on your next trip. Yeah, so lots of options for collecting and not waiting while you're collecting. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I feel like we didn't put this in there, but I feel like with like shopping, I'm just going to mention like shopping is obviously a no weight activity. And sometimes that's mm -hmm. really fun too to just go shopping when it's really hot out too. So, yeah. And then you can buy all more things to collect, like our ears and our spirit exactly. jerseys. Exactly. It's perfect. It's a good time. It'll cost you, but it's a good time. Yes. And you don't have to wait to look at merchandise. So it's good. Well, you can window shop. That's true. You just have to have a lot of self-control restraint <laughs> as we just got done talking about before we started the show all of our ears and everything else that... we're not good at restraint no. but we advocate no. for you can do it <laughs> we believe in you not so much us but we believe in you <laughs> It's so true. Um, all right, shall we hop over to Hollywood Studios? Yes, let's do it. Okay, um, so one of the first things that we talked about as far as no weight activities at the parks is um, bounty hunting at Galaxy's Edge, um, which is a newer activity that they um, introduced when the Magic Band Plus came out. Um, it is an interactive game that you can do over in Galaxy's Edge where you scan your Magic Band um, between your Magic Band and the Disney, the Play Disney app. Does that have to um, be Magic Band Plus or is it? Pink? It has to be Magic Band okay. Plus. So not yes. this one. But that's the only one has to be right the interactive one that lights up. Um, it will utilize the lights on your magic band to help you find your bounty. Um, basically, it equates to a giant game of hot and cold. As you get closer to the bounty that you're hunting, your band will react differently and will go green. As That's you get fun. farther away, it reacts differently and turns red. So it's like a giant game of hot and cold. Um, and then when you have found it, it reacts differently, and then you pull up your app and can scan for it. Um, but it is a super Just fun... like real bounty hunting, right? That's what <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> That's how it works, right? Something like that. Um, but basically, <laughs> then you find the bounty using your phone, and then you return back to where you initially scanned to receive your credit reward for your bounty. Um, and yes, Allie Beth made a good point over here to make sure your Magic Band Plus is charged. It will not function unless you have charge on your um, Magic Band Plus. Um, so make sure that you are charged. But that is a super fun thing that you can do. Um, and I believe there's up to like 20 different bounties that you can hunt for um, and each one depending on if you're being adult-led or child-led can take anywhere from five to 50 minutes depending <laughs> on what you're looking for I so you phrase that <laughs> it's, up it's to like you. cooking you know because if you cook by yourself takes. you can make it in five minutes you cook with your child might take a little bit longer yep. It's yep, fine. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, but my kiddos and I tried this out. Um, oh gosh, when, what trip was that? Back in October, I think. Um, and we had a ton of fun. I will say it's easier 
with the Magic Man Plus to play that, do the bounty hunting in the evening when it has started to get darker outside because you can see the lights better. Um, if you do it in the middle of the day when it's super sunny outside, it can be kind of hard to see the lights on your Magic Man without like, you know, yeah. <laughs> it. Um, so keep that in mind. If that's something that you're wanting to do, it may be better to wait until the evening um, or just be prepared to find shady spots to try and make sure you're going. Yeah. The, the correct direction there's for not your a lot bounty. of shade there either in batu so it's just nicer in general to wait to the evening or early 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 morning if you it's like what yes. you want to do first thing but i probably wouldn't right. advocate for it being the first thing you no. do i would say like after dinner before you're waiting for maybe like phantasmic or something like that yeah, it would yeah. be a really good activity to yeah. do in that moment um, because by then the majority of the people that you're traveling with are probably done waiting and it's not something you have to wait to do. Now there can occasionally be a very short line at the um, initial tap point because there's like a little video that goes with it to show you what to do and to show you who you're looking for and that type of thing. Um, so there can occasionally be three, four, five people in line, but it goes very quickly. Um, so overall I would consider it a no wait activity. Yeah, that's fun. I haven't tried it yet. I've just heard a lot of things about it. It's just never been on the top of my list. But you can do that. That's another one you can do in Disneyland because they also have Batu, um, and now they've got Magic Band Plus there. So you can do the Disneyland. You can do it in Disney World and yeah. Hollywood Studios. So both yeah. places. Yeah. Um, so next up in Hollywood Studios, I was brainstorming some things. I know uh, Jackie had a lot of things on here that were fabulous that are maybe for younger kids would enjoy. I was like, how about maybe those of us with older kids or even into the tweens and teens? Like, what are some no wait activities they might also enjoy? Um, and my family is a huge fan of the new Mickey Mouse cartoons. They're yes. just obsessed. So one thing that's in Hollywood Studios that I feel like everybody just kind of misses is the uh, Mickey and Minnie Vacation Fun short that's unique. It's kind of a compilation of a lot of other shorts, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Like if you've seen them all, you'll recognize some pieces from it. But they do have some clips that are new, and it's specifically for Hollywood Studios. Um, it's just a little Mickey Mouse theater you go in. There's there's never a wait for it ever. So it's a great place mm -hmm. to go in and get some AC and sit down for a couple minutes. And then at the yeah. exit, I think, is the most fun part because they have little, like, diorama set up, little photo spots with scenes from the Mickey Mouse cartoon. So they've got, like, so Potato cute. Land and they've got... Potato um, oh gosh, Land. Potato Land. <laughs> <laughs> and they've got, oh gosh, I'm trying to remember, Yodelberg and a couple yes. other ones. So yeah. you can actually take some really fun photos with your family. And I've never had a wait in there. There's almost never anybody in there. So yeah. really fun place to just grab some photos and also have, sit down, have a break for a few minutes and no wait. So yeah. that is yeah. located... If you walk past the Hyperion, Hyperion Theater where Frozen is and you're headed like around the corner towards Star Tours, it's kind mm -hmm. of on the right hand side. You'll see a little theater there. Yes, as you're walking that way, also like think about Indiana Jones is off to your left. It would be to the right there. So yes. in that mm -hmm. area. Nice. And then the other, do you want to talk about the next one too? Yeah, so this is my favorite thing to do. <laughs> That's why I was like, I'm going to let Kate take this one. <laughs> uh, I spend hours in here. But um, so there's a place called One Man's Dream Exhibit and also has a like, Mike, uh, like a Monsters Inc. meet and greet in it too, which is bizarre. I think they it's they now the it. it's now the live action Little Mermaid meet and greet because oh, they reopened 
<laughs> they reopened that Pixar area where it used to be the entrance to um, like Toy Story Mania before Toy Story Land became a thing. They okay. reopened that and that's where they moved the Monsters Inc. meet and greet because like okay. Frozone and Edna Mode and all of them are down there now. So now it is. That's yes, right. The, I did see that. It is the live action new Little Mermaid meet and greet, I believe. I mean, not that now. that necessarily makes sense, but I guess with sense i don't know it was very strange having the monsters inc one in there <laughs> anyway what one man stream is is an exhibit that is essentially a tribute to walt but more imagineering also um so it's kind of like walt disney's um history laid out in some pieces of imagineering and animation so they actually have real pieces of disney history in there so don't miss this exhibit especially if you love disney history it would be super boring for little children, <laughs> uh, but it, for older kids, it might be interesting. I'd say, you know, it depends on your child and what they're into. My kids would probably find it interesting because I talk about Disney history all the time. Um, <laughs> but they have like original model from Main Street USA and they have a replica model with the wrong year on it for Sleeping Beauty Castle. <laughs> Don't get me started on that. They've got the jungle, <laughs> the jungle Cruise model. The models are actually very interesting to see. They have stuff from the Mouseketeers. They've got an Oscar that if you get too close to the case, it will set off an alarm. <laughs> Don't ask Kate how she knows that. <laughs> uh, and they also have some really cool educational things like the multiplane camera. They have a demonstration of how that works and how they use it in animation. So I find it a very fun place to go. It's air conditioned. There's not a ton of people in there usually. Definitely no wait. And they do have a little movie about Walt Disney at the end uh, that you can choose to see or not see depending on your schedule and how much time you want to spend there. So, yeah, I will say my six year old would probably love like the models and the camera and like that kind of stuff that's in there. Mm -hmm. um, my four year old would not would not have any desire to go in there. So like Kate no. said, it really depends on your kiddo and their interests and their age um, as to whether or not that's a place you want to you want to visit or. You yeah. Know, it would be a good place if you're traveling with grandparents, you know, like that might because a lot of the stuff they might be nostalgic about, um, mm -hmm. especially the the Mouse Club, uh, Mickey Mouse Club memorabilia, things like that. And they also have models for uh, Cinderella Castle and Epcot and a couple other places. So it's a very interesting place to visit if you're at all interested in Disney history or want to learn a little bit more about it. So yeah. Absolutely. Or for a kid or for a kid in a nap and a stroller, Hope. That's a really great one because then you have things to look at. It's fairly quiet in there um, and it's air conditioned and you mm -hmm. can stroll on through. So that's a good thanks so yeah. for that. Yeah, absolutely. If my kiddo fell asleep and I was in Hollywood Studios, that's probably where I would go. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. So um, I, the other one that I will mention that I just thought of that is not on our list, like we said before, this is not a comprehensive list, <laughs> um, but another place that would be a no wait activity um, would be if you're interested in Star Wars at Hollywood Studios, they also have the launch bay, which is not located near Galaxy's Edge. It's actually on the complete opposite <laughs> or Star side. Wars. <laughs> it is the complete opposite <laughs> side of the park um, over off of the main kind of... Um, Chinese theater plaza area by the Disney Junior Dance Party. There are lots of, um, there's lots of Star Wars uh, props and all sorts of things in there. I don't even know what all is in there. It's been a little bit since I've been in there, but that would be another type of place where you could go and walk through. Again, depending on your traveling party that you are with and the ages of kiddos and interests. Um, but that would be another option that you have as just like a walkthrough area that you would not have to wait to go in. 
Yeah, and it's so funny that it's like, it's like in Disneyland too. They put Star Wars Launch Bay where Carousel Progress and America Sings used to be. They like just, put it in that building. It's like they, it's like the thing they just plug in wherever they have an empty space. Yes, <laughs> and I don't understand it because so that used to be the whole animation area at Hollywood Studios where they would have live animators drawing. They would show um, the like pre the um, like previews for the new movies that were coming. They had the drawing class there. They had character meet and greets in there. And then they closed all of that. And I'm fairly certain that very close together, they announced Galaxy's Edge and put Launch Bay over on that side of the park, like within a couple years of each other. So weird. Make it make sense. <laughs> because you will also find in there wait, waiting attractions, but their character meet and greets. So Chewbacca meets in there, BB-8 meets in there, Darth Vader meets in there, I believe. Sometimes they have lower um, waits, though, because people don't even know it's yes. there. So. Yes, they do on occasion. So that would be yeah. a character meet that you could possibly do with little to no wait. Um, but I just, it doesn't make sense. No. No, Why I'm it's with you. so far removed from everything. It's bizarre. It's such At a, all that area is Star so... Tours, because I get because yeah. I get the whole like Star Tours is the is supposed to be like a movie set. That's why it's not in Galaxy's Edge. Right. Understood. But why do we have polar opposite sides of the park? I just they just needed to put something mm. in there because it was empty. I mean, they did but, have things. But why over did there. they take out the? Uh, it was well. And then so there's the fun. whole craziness with the Little Mermaid theater oh, yeah, and like you know the it's that, that whole area like I'm with I think Lem from Magic Bands and Trash Cans like just bulldoze the whole thing put something else in there I'm like I am a hundred percent on board with that except for one man stream we can move that but we, it, has to, has to, it has to has to stay it, it's it's far <laughs> enough down the line it, it can stay where it is it's okay it's okay it's but okay. everything else imagine we could put all kinds of things in there for yeah. Hollywood Studios I do yeah. I will say that the the for the little little kids that you travel with the disney junior dance party is a ton of fun um, it is. so we, we need true. a disney junior space for the kids i think still so if we need to relocate that somewhere else to make this all happen i'm for yeah. it but well there's lots of places in the park they could put that the park yes. is so tiny like they could expand it they could do all kinds of things yes come on okay disney. anyway <laughs> <laughs> we are just like all these different stories <laughs> tonight. it's okay it's okay we're good we're good um, so that in a nutshell are a couple different places that you can visit in Hollywood Studios where you can have something to do that is not going to make you wait in a line. Or if it does, it's going to be a very, very short line. Um, so let's see where are we headed next. Epcot. Epcot. Yeah. So I added this one to it because I actually got to do this uh, with a friend of mine and their kids uh, last time I was in Disney World and it's the Kidcot Fun Stops. So I'd never done this with my own kids, but I've seen the process. It's actually really fun. They have, they give them their first stop, they get like a little Ziploc bag with little like kind of fake handles on it uh, to collect all their things too. And every, uh, not every country, but a lot of the countries they have, um, stops that look like oh that's got to reload now um they look like this you look for this and then you can they'll give you a little card usually or a little piece of paper or a little you can color things on it you can give more information about the country you can talk to somebody as a representative from that country so you can ask them questions or they can you know they can answer questions about the country that they're in so it's very educational but the coloring made it really fun um, and they also have pin trading at those stations too so if you want mm -hmm. to pin trade you can um, and I believe they do stickers as well 
stickers Correct. yes and if you get all of the ones all that that are all around the world you get like a big kind of postcard that says basically you completed Ooh. it right That's so cool. they have it in mexico norway china germany italy uh, american adventure japan morocco france united kingdom and canada so pretty much like almost all the places right so um there is a, a list here uh that we can include in the show notes that links back to where they are all at because sometimes they're a little bit difficult to find mm -hmm. and so there it is on disney's website you can see the locations and the exact the kid caught uh stops are and That's sometimes helpful. they even have something like japan they were making little like origami disney animals and stuff oh, and they gave cute. those to the kids so there's some things that they can also collect from some of the countries if the cast members are working on something. So I think it's a really fun cultural experience for the kids and mm -hmm. it also helps that walk around the world, which can be yeah. tough for yeah. the littles. Yeah, Kirk exactly just said, great way to keep kids engaged while the adults enjoy some food and sips around the world. That's exactly yes. it. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so Sarah asks, is it something a three and a half year old can do or more for older kids? I think a three and a half year old, if they like coloring, uh, they recommend three to 10 ish is the recommended age. So I think my 10 year old probably would be okay with it because collecting things and she'd probably enjoy it. But I don't know, probably not above that at all. Like mm -hmm. definitely not tweens. It's, it's definitely more kid. Um, and it is open for the majority of the park day, but sometimes they can close early, uh, like six or seven. Sometimes they'll close down if there's not a lot of people around or if it's a, it's not crowded that day. So if you're really interested in doing this, you know, maybe ahead for like the morning hours are a great time to walk around the world anyway, because it's cooler out before the sun starts to roast you. <laughs> so I would recommend doing it in the morning ish time. That would be better than, uh, in the evening or afternoon. So. Yeah, and I will say also, I believe if you are using the My Disney Experience app, if you use the search function and type in Kidcot, I believe it will populate on the map in, so that way you can see where it's at um, yeah. in in the app itself. So yeah, and Hope says talking to the reps might be cool for teens, maybe asking them um, in every country the same question. So if you're if very you're traveling, true. if you have a lot of kids that are various ages and you have littlers that are going to it you can maybe that's a great idea for the teens thank you hope uh, like a food, favorite food or breakfast country and then write them down um, and then maybe google it later or while you're walking around the world so yeah. that's a fun idea especially to keep the teens engaged if you have littles that are with you mm -hmm. and you need to to do both yeah sometimes you have to compromise right absolutely yeah <laughs> so. that's a great idea um, okay, so a couple other options that you have. Um, I'm going to skip the next one and hop ahead really quick because we were talking about walking sure. around World Showcase. Um, one of the other things that Disney has available um, using their apps is the, the DuckTales Adventure. Um, so this is something that you can do at any point wherever you are. Um, it is, I will say it's new because it's, it's the, the DuckTales part of it has come back. Um, but it is, if you are familiar with previously, they had the Kim Possible version and the Phineas and Ferb version. The same idea um, goes with that, but it is basically using the Play um, Disney app. Um, you load it and you, it, you select which country you want to start in and it sends you on these little missions. Um, and each country, I believe, has a couple different missions, so it has a little bit of a replayability a factor. While. Yeah, and it can be very time consuming um, if it's yeah, something yeah. that you're interested in doing. Um, but it's super fun because the countries themselves become interactive. Things happen, mm -hmm. you push things on your phone that trigger 
things to go off um so it's a super fun or Mm -hmm. like animate yeah so Mm -hmm. much fun so much fun um so it's a really great way to um experience world showcase similar in the fashion to those kid cuts so like hope was saying maybe if you've got older kids and they don't have any interest in the kid cot stations or the different country send them to do ducktails in the country that you're in while you're doing kid cot and you can kind of divide and conquer um, while still being in the same area um, but super super fun activity that disney offers um, that is free and you will never have to wait and the nice thing is you can put it up put it Um, something that you have to do every single country to finish Um, each country kind of has its own little standalone um, mission so to speak with them um, that you would be able to do Um, and if you've got younger kiddos as long as they've got an older kiddo or an adult with them to help navigate and listen for the clues to make sure you guys know where you're going um, yeah they would be very successful at it as well yeah that's definitely a fun thing to do especially like if you're waiting for somebody on a ride or if you're, you know, some people are having a snack or drinking something and you just like, they want to park it for a few minutes, but your kid's getting antsy. This is a really great way to entertain them while you're waiting and then Mm -hmm. also interact with the countries and things that are around you. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's super fun. I miss the Phineas and Ferb one, but I'm also very partial to Phineas and Ferb because it's like my absolute favorite. Yeah, Maybe Um, they'll bring it back someday. They're like relaunching that, aren't they? So they they are. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) I may have gotten way too emotional when they announced (laughs) that they were doing a new season of Phineas and Ferb and immediately uh, messaged our friend Ginge, who is also a massive Phineas and Ferb fan and was like fangirling really hard about it. So I'm excited. I stalk I Dan Pavan Myers. I don't stalk. That's not the right word. I follow very closely <laughs> Dan Pavan Myers <laughs> TikTok account because and he just posted not that long ago that they're like in the writing phase of the new season and I'm just like oh I'm so excited. I just saw him post about like being in Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway. I was like, oh my gosh, he was in the parks. Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> I think he lives like West Coast somewhere um, or out that direction. Yeah, I so I right. think he was He's in probably Disneyland. Disneyland but... Yes. Yes. So I'm, I'm excited. And even if they don't, I also love DuckTales and I love, I will mention also it is the newer like animation and newer storylines and newer characters from DuckTales. So think like the, what was that? 2000, late 2010s reboot that they did. The characters you're going to see, which all of them are the same, just differently animated from the original. Yeah. And that makes sense because that's what the kids are familiar with. Like my kids, sit like they don't recognize the original ducktales song they only sing like the new one new version of it i was oh, like oh my kids know both <laughs> <laughs> i'm mad i'm like no that's my husband it. has made sure that my kids know both <laughs> i needed to start listening to it in the car then they yes. captive audience they can yes, yes. that's what listen. i do i just put it on our playlist and then we just, we just play it um kate lisa g has a question does disneyland have anything similar to that experience um I'm trying to think. I don't think so. Not that I can think of. There's, there's, there's not enough places that where kids would get bored, you know, like, so they don't have that, that, nope. Not that I think of. There, there is the Disneyland, there's the Disney Play app, though, that does have a lot of activities for when you're waiting in queues. Mm-hmm. So Disneyland does have its fair share of um, things you can do on the Disney Play app that will kind of have activities where you can look around at things. Um mm-hmm but not necessarily like that. No. 
Yeah. And it's such a different space because Disneyland doesn't have anywhere like Epcot that would kind of lend itself to something like that. So no, a little no. bit different there. Yeah. All right, um, so another location, I'll hop back up now because I think we're still gonna be kind of all over the parks here. Um, another location that is a no wait activity is um, trying the different beverages at Club Cool. So if you're not familiar, um, Club Cool is located um, kind of in the more front section. So don't think we were in World Showcase, come back to the front of the park. Um, it is I believe it's in that walkway between connections and creations, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, yeah. Um, off to the one side. And it is a location where you can try different Coca-Cola products from across the world. Um, and it is completely free. They give you little tasting cups and you can just go up and try um, whatever one you choose. Yeah, they have um, the Beverly, it's from Italy. Um, I won't go into like the detailed details, but like they have uh, one from Madagascar. They have um, a country club merengue from Dominican Republic. They've got a lychee um, like apple one from Korea, which I think is like the most kid friendly of most mm -hmm. of them. Uh, there's like a watermelon from the Philippines, um, a sour plum from China that everybody says tastes like barbecue sauce. Um, a Sprite, a cucumber Sprite from Russia, which I actually really oh, like. It's I love very that one. Refreshing. So good. That's what everyone in the chat over here is talking about the Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same here, Maria is saying it. Um, and then uh, Viva Raspberry from Moldova, um, which I actually really like that one too. So mm -hmm. um, everybody says that the, there's kind of a debate about like the Beverly's the worst one. Um, yeah. I would also make, I would make an argument that the Sour Plum is not to American standards, this is Amer to American taste palette is a little bit <laughs> odd, um, but there is very interesting and I think it's fun kind of multicultural activity to do with your kids mm -hmm. and, and show them that like everybody around the world has different taste palettes. The way that we experience food is different depending on mm -hmm. what culture we, we live in. So yeah. if they didn't get enough of that from around the world, at least they get it from <laughs> soda. So or maybe this is like the precursor to visiting around the world <laughs> yes. as you work your way through the park. <laughs> it's like, here we are, we're prepping for our yeah. adventure. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Kirk says the sour plum one tastes like Rome is burning. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. It's gross, whatever it is. <laughs> to my it's standards, just, just for me. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Yeah. I am not adventurous enough to try more than the ones that sound good to me. So yeah. <laughs> you haven't tried all of them. I have. I don't. Maybe when I was like younger. I don't recall trying all of them. I know I've had Beverly. I've had the cucumber sprite. I've had the watermelon watermelon one. Um, I'd have to look and see. So I haven't tried all of them, but I've tried maybe half. Okay. So next time Jackie's in oh. Epcot. I'm not that adventurous, all of them. Kate. I'm not that You're getting less adventurous as you get older. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I have never really been adventurous when it comes to foods and drinks. Fair. I okay. am a very picky person. <laughs> so it's just one of those things where I look at it and I go, I know I'm not going to like that. So why am I going to subject myself to it? I've tried the Beverly. Okay. I mean, that's like the main one that that's everyone's fair. like, oh, you got to try it. But did you try the sour plum? Because now that's like the new Beverly. No, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't recently. Like I said, I may okay. have tried it previously and I just don't recall it, but I haven't tried it on a recent trip. Okay, fair enough. 
Fair enough. We won't force you into anything. Yeah. But. <laughs> Allie Best said, my first time at Club Cool in April, and my only option was the Beverly. So there was several weeks in Ooh. April and into May that Beverly was the only one they had in stock. Was it like an and April I, Fool's joke? I, that's, I, that's what I thought, but it went on for like three or four weeks. Oh um, and it was, yeah, it was sad. They were just like out of stock of everything, and the only one open was the Beverly. Oh, man. <laughs> Mentally blocked month the Beverly. Month-long month April Fool's joke, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yes. Fun. Anyway, back to what we were discussing. It is a no wait. Um, it can get busy in there, so sometimes you have to kind of maneuver in and out of people yeah, to it get can be to a the actual machine. Little wait, little wait, um, maybe. And I will but. say that that area is not super stroller friendly, um, especially if there's several people inside, because um, it is kind of like a Coca, little Coca-Cola merchandise store as well. Um, and I did see somewhere not that long ago that they just started serving like different flavored slushies in there as well like okay. some different okay. unique flavors um so if that looks like something you'd be interested in that was something that i i believe like just within the last week or so they started doing like what was it like banana flavored like fanta like so it's all still based on like in like coca-cola products but um I know Kirk and I were talking about it because I sent it to him and it was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, so if that's something that interests you, maybe pop your head in there and check that out as well while you're in there sampling all of the different beverages. Um, yeah, I agree the old Club Cool had way more space. And I do think there are some different flavors than the old version of Club Cool. I think they updated them throughout the years. So I'd have to look yeah. exactly which ones are updated. But the Beverly feels like it's been around forever because that's what we've all talked about for years. Right. So. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, so kind of hopping back to World Showcase here momentarily for this next one. Um, and this is something that we have talked about when we've done um, the different festivals at Epcot and the different kind of seasonal stuff at Epcot um, is they do offer scavenger hunts. Um, and those would be completely no wait activities other than just to wait at the register to purchase the scavenger hunt. So this is a paid um activity that you would do at Epcot. Um, the scavenger hunts are typically $9.99, but if you've got like an um, annual pass holder discount, DVC discount, they do accept those for that. Um, there is usually a, um, there's some sort of a prize at the end after you finish that scavenger hunt. Um, so a lot of you that listen to Mom Street are probably very familiar with the idea of those scavenger hunts, but if you're not, they are basically, you purchase a cardboard um, map and a sticker sheet and you have to go around searching for different things. Um, so during Flower and Garden it has been, um, what is it, Spike the Bee? Yes. Um, for that. The art festival um, was all of the like figures, like painted mm -hmm. figures on things. Mm -hmm. Murals. Um, they've, they've done um, figment scavenger hunts they've done they do an easter egg one during easter time where they have character easter eggs hidden all over um, some of the scavenger hunts are just world showcase based and some of them are whole park based um, so take a look at that if that's something you're interested in typically the holiday themed ones are world showcase specific um, so like the easter egg hunt um, they do a pumpkin one at halloween time um, for that. Um, but then the ones that are more festival based tend to be more full park. So you'll find things kind of outside of World Showcase as well. Um, but either way, it'll run you $9.99 to be able to go search. You can also just search without, like if your kids don't really care about the little sticker thing, you can, once it comes out, 
you will find a ton of articles <laughs> reporting about where the locations are for everything. Um, so that can just be something that you do as you're walking around World Showcase as well. Uh, maybe in between the kid cot stations and the ducktails. Um, <laughs> there's plenty to do for kids there's around. There's plenty Epcot, to do for sure. Um, yes. And all of those, like we said, are no aid activities. Um, so those are super, super fun ones. That and you that don't you have to do. finish the scavenger hunt to get your prize. A lot of people right. think like, well, we didn't finish it all, so we don't get it. No, you paid for your prize. Mm -hmm. Just go claim it. Whatever you got done. Yeah. Or just stick your stickers on your thing. Right. Nobody's going to know. Right. <laughs> I will say most of the time, not all of the time, most of the time, if you ask the cast member when you purchase your scavenger hunt, they will also let you claim your prize at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I think most of the time, like what if you were only going to walk halfway around the world and then hop on the sky, skyline or something, right. you know, like right. they, they don't want to make you have to walk all the way back there. Yes. Just, and I will say that you can pick those up typically at, um, creations at port of entry which is the shop right by the skyliner um and also at i think it's called world traveler which is the little shops right inside world showcase when you first oh. enter um yeah. and to the right kind of so those are kind of your locations for those if that's something that you want to do yeah um okay so next up we've got um the exit of figment which is called image work so that is uh all those kind of play areas that are at the end of figment you can do lots of things like kids can run around and make different sounds on things they step on you can uh create your own figment and email it to yourself you can do some uh, other things with music and whatnot um maybe you, i don't know if you've I haven't spent a lot of time in there beyond those things. Is there more <laughs> no, that I'm missing? They, they, they've got like a wall that's like a big piano. They've got, yeah, a space where you can kind of conduct the figment and it makes different sounds. So lots of really interactive music-based um, things that happen in there. And I will mention that you typically, we get there from riding figment. You don't have to ride figment to go into that area. So if you exit. just go in through the exit gift shop um, and walk right in and you're literally, you walk through the little shop area and then that whole space is available for, for you and your kiddos to enjoy. Yeah, and I would also mention, I don't think we have this on the list, but the um, the little uh, jumping fountains that are, and interactive fountains that are up the staircase around the edge of Figment is also kind of a no-weight activity, if you will. That I think those kids find those fountains extremely fun. Um, and that was actually going to be part of an Imagination Pavilion Gardens um, that was originally planned for Epcot that they never actually finished the project they just kind of like well we'll just do these fountains instead and uh just a little fun fact for you those fountains were designed by the same creator that made the ones that were for the Bellagio so um hmm. the, their inspiration was imagination so they they like to create fountains that were specifically for whatever location they're creating them for they want them to be unique to that location so they made those the up fountain the jumping fountain um and they're the, the leaping fountain and the little like ones that hop um mm -hmm. they're all ones that spark imagination like how did they do that how are they doing that yeah. so yeah very cool and if you're up in that area brie mentioned this and i also thought of that as well um the area that is directly next to figment as you go up that area um typically has really really low times for the character meet and greets that are in there as well so there's yeah. a mickey and a mini meet and greet i think both in there um that are both super low weight and they also have the pixar shorts in there as well similar to the um 
Mickey cartoons that we were talking about at Hollywood Studios, typically little to no wait for those Pixar shorts up there as well. Um, so another location kind of all in that same area. If you're looking for a couple things you can do back to back to back because you've got kiddos that need that, <laughs> that space in Epcot is a really good space for you to be able to go to. Yes, for sure. Do you want to talk about the playground? Yeah, so um, there is, I feel like there used to be more playgrounds in Epcot, but the only one that I know of, and I think this is the one you mean at Mission Space, is the one kind of between. I didn't I write know. that, you did. I did write that. <laughs> and I was, I, as I was re- making notes from people that are talking on the Discord. Um, the, the one that I'm thinking of is, yeah, Mission Space, like test track area as you go towards. Um, it's like on the other side of Creations creations yep yeah it's like right outside of there there is a playground it's typically themed for whatever the festival is that's going on um and it's typically got some little like you know epcot is all about the educational little sprinkles all through (laughs) everything (laughs) so it's typically got yes some little things on there that are themed for that um that's a fun little play area um we've used that with my kids when we were waiting for um the festival booth right there to open when it was brunch cut last year for flower and garden it was like right before they opened and we just needed something that we didn't want to wait in a queue we didn't want to drag them through the store it was like huh playground perfect okay let's go play for 10 minutes while we wait for this to open um so that's a really really nice location that you can take your kiddos And it's great to give your kids a little bit of freedom to roam a little bit, you know, because there's not, there are some places in Epcot where they can kind of run around, but like not always, sometimes they're in a stroller, they're waiting in a line, they're, you know, like, so to give them a little bit of freedom to just be a kid for a few minutes, I think is really um, critical sometimes on these long Disney days where they're stuck in places and they can't have freedom. (laughs) Yeah. And I will say the one thing that I love about that location in particular is the way that they have it set up there is really only one in and out so it's not an open space playground that your kids can just run away from if they see something that distracts them it's got walls or it's got like like um shrubberies or flowers kind of around it that would stop them um so i felt very at ease as a parent in a very large busy theme park letting my kid be in there without me like stalking them around the playground. Um, So I I appreciated the way that they set that up with that. Um, So you have to kind of go down and around to get in and out. So I liked that a lot about that particular area. Yeah, that's what I always liked about the Boneyard in Hollywood Studios, that there's only one in and out. And so they could just let, when my kids were older, I just like let them go and they, and then we've eventually caught them and brought them back (laughs) to us. Eventually they came back. Yes, exactly. So um, that is one space that you can do. Um, If you're sensing a theme, let's talk about another area um, that you can spend some time in without waiting. And that's Project Tomorrow, which is the exit of Spaceship Earth. Um, So again, another kind of interactive area that you can um, enjoy. Got lots of little stations kind of all around that you can interact with. Um, All, you know, think about Spaceship Earth it's all kind of based around that so that area when you come out and you see the big map where they place everyone who just rode um there's lots of stuff in that area that you can interact with without having to wait yeah that's really fun and the same thing with the exit of bemo and friends one of your favorite spaces which is of course the aquarium 
and they do yes. have lots of educational things there not just it's mm -hmm. not just like watching the fish and stuff but it, there's all yeah. kinds of little uh, exhibits and things you can look at there yeah there's a like a sticker scavenger hunt book type thing of some sort that you if you find I've never done it but I've seen it before um, but that if you find a cast member they can they can direct you to that um, they do like educational like talks and shows with the dolphins and with the manatees at least they used to I, I know they they um, have done it with the dolphins but um, just a really fun space that you can go and hang out and again typically you would get there through the exit of Nemo but you can also just walk in without riding the attraction as well. I do recommend the attraction though, just saying it's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> not that any of them are not, but like same with all of these, like Figment, Spaceship Earth. I know. <laughs> so good. So good. Anyway, um so yes, yeah, so that is another area that I personally spend a lot of time in whenever I go to Epcot. That's where you can find Jackie. Not in Club Cool yeah. drinking all the things, but she will be in the aquarium. Hanging Hopefully out not with... drinking all the things. No, no, that would be concerning. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, hanging out with my manatee friends in there. Yes, that will yes. be where you will find me. That's where I will um, be too. Yeah, so a couple other things that kind of go hand in hand with the aquarium areas. Um, they do have a couple different tours that you can pay to do. Um, that would be no weight activities that you could do. Um, one of them being with the dolphins that are in that location and it's called Dolphins In Depth. Um, and it is like a fully immersive in the water tour um, with the dolphins that they have there that will run you $199 per person. So again, this is a paid option of a no weight activity if that's something you're interested in. They also do um, over in the coral reef area of um, Epcot, they do the dive quest tour, which is again, a fully immersive in the water tour um, with the all of the sea life and that will cost you $219 per person. Um, so both of those are available as no weight activities. They don't have a ton of information um, on the websites other than just call to book. So if you've got questions yeah, about are. that, I would take a look um, or even just call and ask because I'm I'm positive they've got um, yeah the dive age, quest one age requ requirements and yeah you have to that have dive certification I think mm -hmm. to do the dive one. So if you have your dive certification, I'm pretty sure you can do the dive quest tour. But if you don't, then you can't. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so if that's something that you're interested in as one of your no weight activities on an upcoming trip, um, definitely give them a call. It's easy enough to search it on the website um, and then you can, they give you a phone number that you can call right from there. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be scuba certified for that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So definitely look into that if that's something you want to do. Um, so I know that we're, we have a, this is, we have a lot of things left. And so why don't we like, we'll try to move right along here we'll speed it up a little we'll speed it up <laughs> we could talk forever yes. about every single one of these um but mentioned the, the weight pools at the water parks if we're hopping over to the water parks now um that's just a great place where you don't have to wait in line to go i'm assuming go down a slide i haven't been to yes. the water parks so I, was like, <laughs> I haven't either but i've done some research on them so yes a lot of them have you know slides or different attractions you can do the wave pool is not something that you have to wait on it's a big enough space that they can accommodate everybody yeah so then hopping over to magic kingdom um we have the keys to the kingdom tour which is a paid 
experience. Uh, and this one you would want to book uh, 60 days out in order to, it does fill up pretty quickly. Um, and it, I feel like they're mostly in the morning-ish because it's a five hour tour. So most of the start times are in the morning and it does include lunch. It's $114. Um, I have gotten to go on it because of a good friend of mine that um, allowed us to go. So I got to go on the Keys of Kingdom. They usually go on two attractions uh, without a wait. So we did the Haunted Mansion and the Jungle Cruise and on the Haunted Mansion or the Jungle Cruise one, instead of getting the skipper spiel, they'll actually tell you like secrets of the ride, essentially. So cool. Yeah. Um, and it they do a fair amount of um, walking and they try to keep you out of the sun as much as possible, but you will be standing in, in areas for a while. So I'll just be aware of that. Um, probably not. I think there is, is, is even an age requirement for it, but I can't remember what it is, but I, it's not for little kids. Yeah, I, feel I feel like, like 10 it's... and up possibly yeah. something yeah. in that range. So again, and all of these were, were kind of like Kate said, mentioning them. We don't have all of the details for all of them because that would just take way too long we are already <laughs> taking long enough um so if that's something that you've got more questions about send us a message or you know take a look at the disney website they've got a lot of information there um if you can't find it send us a message we'll be happy to help you with that um so another aid, um, no weight or low weight activity is um on main street in magic kingdom they do offer silhouette portraits at a little kiosk that is um, across from the emporium kind of um, in between the two, kind of where the building has that break, um, which, what is the name of that street, Kate? I know you've talked about it. Center East, Street. Is, East, is, Se I say Center um, Street. E is it East Center Street? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, East Center Street, because West yeah. Center Street doesn't really exist anymore. This right. is also my mother. Oh. This is my mother in the 80s, and then the one that I have hanging on my wall is me when I was, like, two at Disneyland. I love that. So, um, yeah. so they offer them at Disneyland as well. At Disney World, you can find them on Main Street, and there's also a kiosk at Disney Springs that will do them. Um, so that is a paid no wait or low wait. Occasionally, you may have to wait if someone else is finishing up before you. Did you um, say it was in Liberty Square? Because it's in Li Liberty Square. In, it's also at, in Liberty Square. Do they have it at Liberty Square? When I just when I looked online, it didn't say that. But okay, well, I could I, be wrong. At least when I last time I was there, I saw them physically they had doing them at Liberty it. Square. Yeah, they are, saw them cutting them in Liberty Square. Okay, kind of like so the there's a third, to it. A third a location. Lot. Yeah, there you go. But you can get they're actually really location. fun. Um, it was a tradition for our family, so we have ones. I think my mom has ones with like all of our family together in a line, which is really sweet. How cute. But she gave me these ones. Yeah, so, I saw someone not that long ago on TikTok that posted that they got their um, dogs silhouettes done, which I thought was Aww. so cute. That's <laughs> really fun. I know. So any um, fur, fur baby parents out there, if you want to get your dog's silhouette done. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, so also nearby the Main Street location of that, if you go right inside the um, shop, kind of right across the street, not across the street, across the little side alleyway. Um, you can watch the glass blowing presentation um, at the Arebus Brothers area, which um, they do it kind of. They do one and they take like a 15, 20 minute break and then they do another one. So you just you do kind of have to time it right. Time it right if you you want completely no wait, um, but they usually have a little 
sign up or a little clock up that'll tell you when they're coming back to do their next one. Um, but that's a really cool thing that you can watch them do the glass blowing um, that you see like in the shop right around you. Um, so that's a super fun little thing that you can, can hang out and watch. Yeah, and they're happy to answer questions and stuff about it too. It's a very, very educational experience. I really enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. Um, something that um, I put on here because it's something I love to do is go to <laughs> Tom Sawyer Island. This is a good one at Disneyland also, um, as well as the Magic Kingdom. And you do, you might have to wait just long enough for your raft to kind of like come get you to go over to it. But once you're on the island, you just pretty much go wherever you want on it and you explore. And it's, it's, a, it's a lot quieter over there, especially some of the sounds do carry over the water from the rest of the park. But it's a good place to get away from a lot of crowds and a lot of noise. Um, and it, it definitely doesn't have any weight over there. Um, and along those same lines is... Uh, actually, this does have a weight in Magic Kingdom sometimes, which is really funny. <laughs> but Swiss Family Treehouse, mm -hmm. only on slow park days will not have a wait and i think it's funny because i don't think i've ever seen a wait in disneyland's one i actually don't even think there's a waiting area queue for it when it was open it's closed right now but like i you literally would just like walk right up the stairs into yeah. it because there was no there was never a wait yeah so occasionally you will find that there is a five or ten or fifteen minute wait for swiss family treehouse at magic kingdom on really really busy park days scary <laughs> but it's, since it is a continuous walkthrough that um that line does move fairly quickly so very minimal weight if you're interested in doing they're just walking right through it they're just climbing and then going back down yep. they don't but there is some really nice views from the top too if you mm -hmm. if you can linger it's hard to linger if there's people behind you because it's yeah. awkward to have them go around you so mm -hmm. i like going on slow days that's my yeah. preference mm -hmm. So moving right along, we have um, one that's good also in Disneyland and Disney World. Disneyland will be the Mark Twain or the Columbia sailing ship. Um, and at Disney World, it is the Liberty Bell. And this is the big stern wheeler that you see uh, that goes around the rivers of America. And I feel like this is so underrated. It might be a, it's going to be a little bit boring for small children sometimes. <laughs> My kids liked it though, because they looked at the ducks. That was their thing. They watched yeah. the Disney ducks and also you can watch the canoes. You know, you go by in Disneyland, you go by the canoes, you don't in Disney World anymore. Um, and you can, there's things to spot. There's animals and there's things in Disneyland. There's a beaver that's like gnawing away the bottom of the railroad bridge. So that's really fun for kids. Um, and it's, it is a way to get away from the crowds for a little bit. It's mm -hmm. usually not terribly crowded unless it's extremely busy in the in the parks. And you will only have to wait long enough for the boat to come around. And it's a it's a slower boat in Disney World than it is in Disneyland. It's um, 1.6 knots in Disney World and it's 2.2 2 knots in Disneyland. Hmm. So it's it comes more often in Disneyland. <laughs> and also on busy park days, they'll in the middle of the day, they'll have the Columbia sailing ship alternating with the Mark Twain. So you won't have to wait very long at all for for those. And yeah, they have a capacity that's around. Gosh, I think sailing ship is around 300 and it's 500 for the stern whalers so that's yeah. why you don't really have much of a weight yeah and i would say at disney world if you can hear the boat but it's sailing away come back in like 10 15 minutes yeah. <laughs> yeah. go do some shopping go do some 
Land Arcade. That's and I'm kind of jumping ahead there, but that's a really that's good no wait activity, both in Disneyland and Disney World. Disneyland, I'm pretty sure you have to pay for it now, uh, but mm. Disney World, I think, is still free. As far as I know, it's free at Disney yeah. World. Yeah, but I think I had to pay last time I was at Disneyland. I was like, hmm. <laughs> so, sad, sad. sad. Um, and Kate has also created some some oh, yeah. scavenger hunts that are no wait activities that you and your family can do in the parks. Yeah, there's there's a couple pages of it. It's a PDF, um, but you can download it onto your phone for free. This is just in my uh, Mr. Lincoln bio. You can go and <laughs> uh, get what I have one for Magic Kingdom and I have one for Disneyland and they give you a little bit of um, uh, details, historic details behind it. Um, but there's also just kind of the the big ones for the kids that they can check off too. So there, this one I think for Magic Kingdom has 20. 20 items to find and I think it's about it's similar for the Disneyland one I haven't looked at it in a little while to be honest but it is <laughs> it is free it's in my link in in uh, Mr. Lincoln bio there for you um, and you guys can just as a little gift to you as a thank you for hanging out uh, hanging out with us so yeah very good cool. scavenger hunts yeah well, thanks Kate that's super helpful um, so another no wait or little to wait activity would be um, catching one of the character cavalcades. Um, now, these are um, at different times throughout the day. They do follow the same um, route that the Festival of the Fantasy Parade start um, follows. So they start over by what is to be Tiana's Bayou Adventure, um, and they kind of travel to the to the hub and down Main Street. Um, so if that's something you're interested in, check your app for the show times for that. Um, and just realize that the show time is when it starts at the beginning. So if you're waiting on Main Street, you may have it longer we're talking about no wait activities, so give it a couple minutes. Um, yeah. But typically it's not something that people are gonna line up for like Festival of Fantasy, where people have to sit and wait around. Um, yeah. The cavalcades happen more frequently, um, so you can typically catch them with very, very little wait. Um, you don't have to scope out a spot ahead of time. Um, and they have at least two different cavalcades that are running currently that I know of. Um, one is the Mickey and Friends cavalcade and one is the Adventure Friends cavalcade. Um, so again, those show, those times will be in your app for that day. Yeah, Disneyland has their own unique ones as well. I don't remember what they are right now because <laughs> I haven't paid attention. <laughs> so check I'm your app. Something historic somewhere else in the park. But yes, they do have their own uh, cavalcades. And Disneyland, I will say, you can just sit down, find a bench. There's a lot of benches in the hub in Disneyland, just a ton. And you can find a nice shady bench, sit down, and you will see, not only will you see all the Main Street vehicles go by, you will see the horses go by for the trolley. You will see characters go by, like Cruella likes to hang out in the fire engine a lot and she'll roll down the street. You got the Dapper Dans that come by. There's a lot of activity on Main Street. I sat there for like 10 minutes and I caught all kinds of characters, all kinds <laughs> of music. I had the Disneyland band go by. So if you just want like no wait free entertainment that walks by you, just park it on Main Street for a little while, get some ice cream, get some popcorn and just sit down and take a break and watch the world go by. It's really fun. And you can you can do that a little bit at Disney World, but not quite to the extent that you can't Disneyland sit down, has to offer. though. It's there's, like I know the there's curb. not a ton of places to sit unless you're on the curb and <sighs> it's a little less quite a bit less shaded actually than Disneyland, no but you may trees. still catch the, 
You may still catch the Main Street vehicles, the Dapper Dans, those types of things. They do also have the um, that you can catch from afar or close, depending on what you're choosing to do with that as well. So different options if you're looking for kind of those Main Street vibes um, that you can yeah. just kind of hang out in time to, to catch a lot of those different things that they have to offer. Yes. Um, and then the last thing that we have in Magic Kingdom, this one again is better for a no wait activity on slow park days and that is um, attempting to pull the sword from the stone which is a super fun thing to do um, it can have a really long line um, so if it does just come back another time um, chances are that some point throughout the day you're going to walk by and go oh no one's over there let's go or like oh there's only two people let's go over and and check it out so yeah that's a don't fun activity. A giant line for no. it because it no. kind of ebbs and flows <laughs> like yes, how very many people much. are there <laughs> very much so if you're if you're there and you see that there's like 20 people in line come back later <laughs> absolutely yes so uh yes um, let's head to animal kingdom yeah. yeah continuing our no wait disney activities at animal kingdom a lot of it mostly is walking <laughs> <laughs> so there's uh, walking trails at Animal Kingdom. You have the Gorilla Falls Trail and the Maharaja Jungle Trek. Uh, mm -hmm. Both are ones that you you might have to like shuffle around people to see something for a little bit, but there really is no waiting for those. Um, I also mentioned uh, identifying some plants in Pandora is a really fun activity, maybe for older kids than younger kids. I know they also have those like drums that you can kind of pound on in Pandora yes. as well. Um, so that would be fun for the littlers. Um, but there are some things to discover in Pandora in terms of like the plant life. And it is really fun too in the evening as it goes into night to see how they light up differently. So, um, so not necessarily the most exciting thing. Like I'm not sure my kids would be like, let's go identify plants in Pandora. Woo! But <laughs> it is available as an activity yeah. if you want to do that. So. Yeah. Um, and Animal Kingdom does also offer several paid experiences that would be no wait experiences. Again, this is just a general rundown. If you want more information about these, check out the website. Um, but they offer the Wild Africa Trek, which is, um, I know that one for sure includes like a ride on more of like an open air safari vehicle. That one will run you $199 per person. Um, they have the Caring for Giants tour, which is the behind the scenes with the elephants. Um, so you get kind of to be up close and personal and hear about them. Um, and that is $35 per person. Um, they have a Savor the Savannah night where they do kind of like a... Um, that one is more like food and drink based with the animals kind of. Um, and that one runs you anywhere. <laughs> it's like you're drinking with the animals. <laughs> I mean, maybe from a, a very far distance. <laughs> like... They dress the chimps up in some tuxedos <laughs> and all have a toast <laughs> to the animals. <laughs> to the animals, the, the elephants with their trunks. They have a little toast. They join in. <laughs> the oh giraffes are goodness. too busy eating their leaves with yes. their yeah, prehensile tongues. Can't be bothered. They can't um, be bothered. <laughs> but that one. <laughs> that one will run you. I, I don't know why this price is so odd off the Disney website, but. $147.90 through $174. That was the price range that they gave on okay. the website. So do now with I'm that curious. what you will. Why? Why? Oh, right? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's like like, like non-alcoholic option versus alcoholic option. That's just what they have. To, I, I don't know. 
I'm not sure. Round it up. <laughs> it's 10 cents. So anyway, um, and then the other one that they have to offer is an up close with the rhinos um, tour experience, which will run you $45 per person. No wait activities if you're looking um, to kind of get some more insider information about the animals at Animal Kingdom. Yeah. And I think that is all the ones that are inside the parks. Um, we do have some other activities that are outside the parks, but we have talked about these before on a previous episode. What was it like? Things to do outside of Disney, yes. I think is what we said. Yeah. So we have an entire episode of uh, on our Mom Street USA podcast of things that you can do outside the parks. And we really go into depth in that episode about them. So maybe we'll just breeze through this section just to give you guys a few ideas. Yep. Yep. Um, so outside the parks, um, we've talked about miniature golf. So a couple different options you have for miniature golf that would be no weight activities. Um, Disney Springs has quite a few. Um, if you're looking for a paid experience, they've got a movie theater there. So if you're looking for maybe a really hot, rainy afternoon, you want to get inside for a couple hours and there's a movie playing you want to go check out, you can check out the AMC movie theater there. Um, they also have bowling available at Splitsville at Disney Springs. Um, so those two options would be good inside options. Um, and you're going to find general prices for those kind of like what you would see at um, your, your hometown movie theater or bowling alley. Um, and then free of charge, Disney Springs, um, especially in the evenings, always has tons of live performances. Um, so you can pretty much walk around to any of the little stage locations and find something going on that you can just stop and hang out and check for, for a few minutes or longer. Yeah. There's always something going on in Disney Springs. There's always, yeah. you know, and even in the um, Christmas time, they have like the Christmas tree hunts and things like that too. So there's lots of various things that you can do that are definitely no weights over there in Disney Springs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then resorts, um, like Kate said, we've talked about a lot of this before, especially when we did all of our resort episodes. So some of this is kind of uh, just reminders to those of you who have been with us and like, if you check out all the available, um, resort hopping is a really great no wait activity if you're looking for just different things to look at and experience that can be a really good one to do yeah absolutely um like the animal kingdom lodge you can go visit the animals that are outside um and and see them in the little um people pens <laughs> you can go out <laughs> and then um at fort wilderness we also talked about a lot of activities there um some of which are paid and some of which are not um there's archery lessons and carriage rides that are paid activities um but you can also just visit the horses which is free yeah. um and then one of my favorites is listening <laughs> to the pianist and the grand floridian i love doing that <laughs> so yeah. just enjoying the vibes and hanging out in that lobby is yeah. wonderful yeah for sure um so a ton of other things at resorts that you can do that would be no aid activity so i'm just going to list a couple here they've got surrey bike and regular bike rentals that you can do um, fishing excursions that you can book they've got spas that you can book times at um, arcades that you can play and all of those would be paid activities um, but again you're going to either be able to walk right up and do it or you're going to have a time booked ahead at a time that will mean that you're not going to have to wait um, in a, a big long line to to experience that activity um, and then also swimming, obviously, at your resort. Uh, make sure you're a resort guest of the pool that you're choosing to swim in. Um, we don't advocate 
just going to a resort, any resort and taking a dip in their pool, but at your resort that you're staying in, um, just going swimming and also just um, experiencing the other just general activities that they have. Um, tons of different things going on at your resorts. I always suggest asking at concierge or checking out. They usually have like big signs or things like that that kind of show the schedule for the week but they've got outdoor movies they've got games and trivia at the pools there's a lot of the resorts have like s'mores or marshmallow roasting um characters that pop up so it really just depends on what's going on and that type of thing but um all of those types of activities if you're a resort guest and you're staying at that resort are available for you um, and included with your your purchase of the resort yes and there's so much to do you could just do a staycation like at the resort and not even go to the parks and you would have a fun vacation because there's so much to do there um we also talked about we already talked about the top of this episode we talked about hidden mickey scavenger hunts um and those are um also outside the parks uh as not just in the parks they're outside as well so you can look in your resort like we mentioned before um and and uh check out where some hidden mickeys are yeah um and then there are also different seasonal tours i say tours in in quotations because these are just things that you can go and experience and walk around without having to pay um so they do easter eggs whenever it's easter time you can find the easter eggs at a lot of the um monorail resorts especially so looking at those but they're kind of all scattered across property now i feel like it's slowly growing out to more and more resorts. Um, same with Christmas trees. Um, all of the resorts at Christmas time will have a some sort of a Christmas display or Christmas tree in their lobby. So that can be a really fun thing to do if you're hopping around from resort to resort. Um, and then also same with like looking, going to the do the gingerbread houses and kind of experiencing all of the treats that are seasonal around Christmas time as well. So lots of different things going on at the resorts um, depending on what time of the year you visit. Hey, Jackie, I have a question from Hope. She's asking if uh, we have a good app for Hidden Mickeys. Do you know the name of one offhand? I don't because the last, you know, 10, probably five, seven, eight years ago that I looked, it was not a great app. Um, At that time, I haven't really, I'll be honest, I haven't really looked into it much past that. Um, If anyone in our chat has one that they like, let us know. If not, we can do some looking um and see if we can find any to post on our discord channel so if you're not on our discord check out mr lincoln bio to join that pocket fam walrus carp discord um we do have a mom street channel on there where we post tons of information so if we find one i will um post it there so i'll I'll take a look here in the next couple days and see if i can find anything for you yeah me too um okay so you did seasonal tours and then we have um ride transportation methods which we did talk about on that previous episode that can just be no weight activity sometimes they're a little bit of weight like skyliner you might have to wait a little bit to get on or a lot if it's the end of the night but (laughs) it just Um, depends on when you go and how many people for the monorail and the skyliner both um just depends yeah but going on the monorail going on the skyliner are kind of and the ferry too like a lot of the boats Mm -hmm. resort boats there's a lot of transportation that can feel like a ride um and it's not it can be very very fun especially for kids Mm -hmm. that are not used to those types of transportation which unless you've got a monorail in your tent unless you're living in seattle i think that's the only other one that's (laughs) operating in the u.s and you take it often which nobody lives in seattle does so (laughs) um would still be really fun so yeah and i i highly suggest if you are someone staying on like 
the monorail loop or the Skyliner route, like doing that resort hopping is so accessible to you. Mm -hmm. um, like Kate said, we mentioned this in our previous episodes, but I just want to say again, like if you're staying at Pop Century or Artery Animation, the Riviera or Caribbean Beach, any of those or in the boardwalk area, you've got access to tons of spaces just by using that Skyliner. Um, the monorail is a little more limited, but between monorails and boats around Magic Kingdom, you've got access to a lot of different places. Um, using those transportation is like one of the most fun things that I think you can do without having to wait in a huge long line. I agree. It's super fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think we hit everything because our list at the bottom, we already touched on um, things that you can do in both places we mentioned earlier. So again, this was not a comprehensive end all be all every single thing you can do without waiting lists. These are just some highlights that we came up with. Um, I know Abby mentioned in here a couple other things at Animal Kingdom, the petting zoo and the drawing experiences oh, out yes. at Rafiki's Planet Watch are also um, available in Animal Kingdom. Um, some of those you may have to wait. So I, I did in, think about the drawing class, um, but it can have a wait. So it just yeah, really depends. Yeah. Again, some of these experiences like we've talked about um, are yeah. going to be more low weight to no weight, depending. Yeah. <laughs> and at, in Disneyland in California Adventure specifically, um, they have the Sorcerer's Workshop. So you can go and you can do a little bit of like animation and things like that in there um, and experience some of uh, those activities. Usually don't have very much of a wait. If all of the like stations are filled, you might have to wait for a minute or two, but it looks like, you know, the beast castle inside and it's a really fun uh, place to go. And they do have the anima animation academies in that same building um, that you do sometimes have to wait till the next session. So, and uh, same with Turtle Talk with Crush. Yeah. Usually those are lower weights. At mm -hmm. least it's in the air conditioning where you can just kind of park it and not have to be out in the, in the heat in the crowds, but yeah, very yeah. true. Very true. Um, so if you missed any of this evening's episode and any of our um, list of our no wait activities, this episode will be podcasted and posted on our YouTube. Um, you can find links to those in our bios, but basically if you just head over to uh, Mom Street USA, you're on um, pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube, you are going to be able to find us there. Um, we also, if you don't know, have merch available on Kate's website. So if you're looking for your very own Mom Street USA t-shirt, like Kate is so um, lovely in modeling this evening. <laughs> Um, we've got t-shirts, we've got cute little stickers. If you're running out of room on your water bottle, Kate ordered the best little stickers that are the Mom Street logo that oh, are yeah. just- I have the regular one that are holograms. Yeah, so we have a couple of those left. And then we've also got little mini stickers that are like perfect size. If you have just a little space on your water bottle that you want to <laughs> fill, um, they are just like the perfect little size for that. So you can order those on Kate's website as well. Again, all of those links can be found in our bio. Yeah, so- um, Thank you everybody for joining us for this week's episode of Mom Street USA. Um, this has been a really fun time to talk with you guys about no wait activities, which I think is really helpful as it gets really crowded in the parks uh, pretty often these days. And I will catch you all later. <laughs> Bye, Jackie. It's good Bye. To see you. Have a great night. <laughs> Bye.